When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, hello out there, everyone. Welcome back to None But the Brave, a presentation of Evergreen Podcast. I am Hal Schwartz, and as always, I'm here with my great buddy, Flynn McClain. We're going to get to the new Seeger Sessions archive release, but first, a little update on what may be coming this fall from Bruce. Flynn, why don't you uh, tell our listeners? What we're hearing is that Bruce has a new album coming out this fall. It's going to be an album of soul covers that's basically all we know about this and that there could be a handful of shows to to coincide with the release of this album. Yeah, it seems like a curveball because, of course, the East Street Tour is coming up, but I, I guess it's something that he feels passionate about. And I think from what we know, it's he loves soul music. It's got the potential to be really cool. Now, do you have any sense? I'm going to guess that this is not going to be songs that we've seen over and over again. Sweet Soul Music, Shout, of course, in recent years. My guess is he's going to go deeper with the material here. What do you think? Yeah, that's totally my my opinion is that, yeah, he's going to go deeper. He's not going to do the same stuff that he's done in concert. The guy didn't want to say cliche songs because they're great. They're cliche because they're great. And we've heard them a lot over the years from, you know, not just from Bruce, but on the radio and, and other acts. So I think he's going to go, he's going to go a bit deeper, as you said. Yeah. And that should be really cool. First of all, even though we believe it's a non-East Street project and it's not going to be connected to the East Street tour, of course, once the album is out in the world, as we've just talked about before, the encores in the East Street show could use some sprucing up. And and this has got potential to do that because he's going to have a body of work. Now he's going to have three records to focus on, Letter to You, Western Stars, which we believe from what he said, he probably won't play much of. And now potentially this new Soul Covers record. So I'm really excited for everything he's got going on. And, and uh, of course, February 1st can't come soon enough. Well, yeah, every any new recording for Bruce is, is going to be interesting to us. And I'm looking forward to hearing it and possibly seeing how he integrates it into the into the show next year. But in some ways, I'm really not holding my breath on that one. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. And, and maybe I'm being overly optimistic about the encores being spruced up, although I certainly hope not, because it is time to move on from stuff like Shout. Uh, I <laughs> think you agree least. with that. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's a good point. If if we can get one or two encore, new encore songs out of this record, that would be... Uh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be a tremendous step forward. It's wait and see mode, and we're anxious to get the news. Hopefully, I think it's going to be in the next couple of weeks, right? That's my guess. If there's, if they're planning on releasing it this fall, uh, the six-week window, I guess, would at the latest would be late September. A lot of excitement going on, and should we discuss the archive now? Yeah, let's move on to the October 10th, 2006 show from Rome. I know you're not a fan of the Seeker Sessions, but uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying listening to this one. Well, I'm going to let this be mostly the Flynn show. I don't want to sit here, and as everyone knows, uh, I am not a fan of the Seeker Sessions. I don't like the 
material from the record. And I don't like a lot of the arrangements of the Springsteen material. What I will say, and I had, I did purchase this release. I have listened to a lot of it. It sounds fantastic. I think that Al Schiller did a really nice job incorporating a very enthusiastic crowd. And, and that is a very key part of the show, but I, I come back to the same thing. Uh, you know, if I never hear that version of Open All Night again, that would be great with me. There are a couple of other ones in here. The River, what did you think of The River? I, I think that this arrangement really saps a lot of the power out of the song. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on the, on that one. I feel that the original, obviously, the original arrangement of The River from, from the album of the same name, done with the E Street Band over decades, is part of my DNA. So obviously nothing is going to top that. But I, I really did enjoy this. I do enjoy this version of The River quite a bit. He's doing something different. It gives the song a, a different feel, and, and, I, and I like it. I think it actually adds some, some gravitas that is, is not always there on some of the other solo versions. Believe it or not, that's, that's, that's how I feel. And I also really enjoy this version of Growing Up. Um, on this tour, Bruce really shed all E Street constraints on them. There was, there's so little E Street band anywhere in these shows, except for Patty Scalfa, and she was only there, you know, half the time anyway. So he really didn't, every, every original song, especially from the E Street era, was totally rearranged. Atlantic City, uh, Ramrod, as in this show, You Can Look, Johnny 99. He's redone everything, and I actually really like it. It sounds fresh to me. It sounds different, which I always like. I don't always like hearing the same old arrangements year after year after year. And in this show, there is none of that. Everything is fresh. Everything's everything's new. And that's that speaks a lot for me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. I will grant you that it's new. And, and again, I, I want to focus on the archive. It does sound good. Of the shows they could have picked, I think that this is a solid choice. The Long Black Veil in particular is outstanding. And you really could have seen him potentially doing that with the 2012-2013 version of the E Street Band on the Wrecking Ball Tour. But it, it, it's just not my cup of tea. I, I actually spent a decent amount of time li trying to listen to it. And I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's been the same. What? How many years are we later now? 16 years? <laughs> I, it, it's it's it has not changed since day one when we were at the first Asbury rehearsal show. And, and I walked out that night and I said to you, I'm not really feeling this. And <laughs> I was not. And I, I only saw one show on the entire tour proper because it, at, at that point, I just felt 
I'm not going to take up someone else's space. It's not productive to go to a show if you're not enjoying the music just because it's Bruce. And I bought it. I gave it a chance. And my opinion remains the same on the entire <laughs> endeavor. So, OK, well, one, one th- couple things for me that stand out about this show and uh, in particular is that obviously the crowd is just so into it. He had actually played. This was his seventh show in Italy over the course of, of, of these 10 days, of the first 10 days in October. And there was really something special going on with them. And it's easy for Bruce to, to cultivate a, a, a tight relationship, a loving relationship with fans when he's playing with the E Street Band. They're easy to love. Let's, and that they're part of our, of our DNA. But here he was, he was playing unfamiliar songs well i guess he this was his second tour second leg of the tour in europe so maybe it wasn't totally unfamiliar but he was playing songs that were not part of of their dna they're uh, these were different songs and they were there they were there with him every step of the way from from all the way home which we will talk about more in a minute this was the tour debut the of the song and they were right there with him Erie Canal, they were already they were chanting it just even before the song even started. And, That's true. And the, they were there, and I think because of that, Bruce brings even some something more to this performance. It was like I said, the last night, so it was it was kind of like a special send off of out of out of Italy, a special loving loving show to his Italian fans and. I really feel it. I, I really, I really feel it. And Alt Schiller did a great job of, of making sure they were heard. He did. And as far as just capturing the events as they took place, which we talk about a lot as to what we want the archive series to do, this one does a great job of that. The all the way home that you just mentioned, it is, it's crazy. Uh, nobody's taking anything away from that. And the all the way home is, is nicely done. The long time coming is nicely done. So uh, I'm not taking anything away from the show. It's it's a matter of personal taste for me. But yes, the actual archive itself is extremely well done. And if you are a fan of this period, I would think that this is fairly essential listening. Oh, absolutely. And one thing I will say, I, I do understand when you saw the early shows and rehearsal shows and the one show in L.A., there wasn't a lot of Bruce originals in that. And I understand that's his songwriting is part of the bond between between the, that performer yes, for sure. and, and fans. Uh, you're not the only one I've, I've, I've heard say that. And so I think by the time he got to Europe in October for the fall leg, there were a lot more Bruce originals. And I think the show's improved dramatically because of that. We've already talked about All the Way Home is in the show. Like I said, it was a tour debut. Long time coming, as you said. He, he threw in growing up as a request, the river. So there were more, there was more Bruce in this one than there was in the New Orleans release or even the, I guess that was it. Because I guess by the time he got to London, which was about a month after this show, there were quite a, quite a bit more originals. And I think that, that made, made for a better show. And I would love to see him take this band out and focus on, the solo records focus on Nebraska. He did Highway Patrolman. He did, obviously he does Johnny Ninety Nine, Atlantic City. Do Devils and Dust. Do Maria's Bed all the way home. The title track, Long Time Coming. Wait, wait, wait I'm sorry. Are you suggesting that he should reconvene this band to play shows? <laughs> I am. After the next East Street tour, let's get this band back together. Let's do some more shows. 
Uh, you know, God, no, please. Well, but my point is not to play John Henry and old Ann Tucker, which which I, I love. Are, are John they going to play open all night? And if I should fall behind in those songs in the same arrangements that they were played in 2006, if they want to, yes. But I would love for them to focus more on like the three solo records, get more Devils and Dust, Youngstown, the title track, some of the stuff that re- that has more more instrumentation all in than just him and his guitar and maybe add some western stars material in there there's a there's a lot of opportunity there for for this band and i, and I think just by you know i mean i know you don't like pay me my money down and my uncle well, home, it, but i also don't think that larry eagle is the right drummer he may have been the right drummer for the Seeger sessions material i don't think he's necessarily the right drummer for bruce's material and i think if he was going to do shows for say western stars he should convene the drummers that were on that record drummers not larry plural? eagle plural weren't yeah, there like... multiple dr- multiple drummers on on western stars you're, you're right but listen, we got to pick one you can't have three or four drummers and rotate them song by song who, well, I actually have seen shows in recent months where that did happen. But And who's to say that he, they couldn't have two drum kits on stage and have a different drummer here and there? But that's neither, That's not the point. I'm just saying I, I, just, uh, uh, I object to your concept. Oh, okay. Well, I meant after the E Street Tour. I'm not saying that he should do it now. I'm not saying he should do it and cancel the E Street Tour for next year. I'm I, just saying. It, I, I mean, I, th- I thought this 15 years ago. Get the... Get this band together, maybe even bring an electric guitar, play play some of the Lucky Town material, and and leave some of the Seeger stuff behind, but and then focus on the originals. Well, uh, we'll wrap this up, and we can agree to disagree on this one. I would not use the Seeger Sessions band as the band to play Lucky Town material myself. I would put together a hot small quartet, maybe. Uh, the strings, the, the horns, uh, that stuff is, we don't need that for Lucky Town. Well, that's just one part of it. I didn't say just make it a Lucky Town tour, but throw in Devils and Dust. Throw in Long Time Coming. The Nebraska, I mean, Highway Patrolman from this tour, from the Seeger Session tour was beautiful. Uh, I take your point. I do not I do not think this band will return. I they probably won't. about that. They probably will. They probably won't. Like I, I fully understand that. But I'm saying, and you know, to do something different, I think this would be an awesome concept. Okay. Well, I then hope that the East Street Band tour goes on for a very long time. <laughs> All right. All right, and I'm sure it will. And I, and, and I really hope that long time coming and all the way home are are played on the next East Street tour. Well, that's a different issue, and and that's something that we talk about all the time. And it would be great. The East Street Band, I saw Long Time Coming, of course, in Brisbane, and they killed on the song. Exactly, I, I think far better, they, far they better totally than the Seeger Sessions Band played the song. So uh, the the issue is not the band behind it; it's Bruce's song selection. And as we know, on a big tour like next year, he's not going to be focusing on Lucky Town, Devils and Dust. The, the ghost of Tom Joad. That's obvious, and we understand that. But I think what you're saying is, if he could take, which is my quartet idea, Nils, Bruce, a bass player, and a drummer, who at at the time of Devils and Dust, I, we believe it was going to be Steve Jordan, right? Yes. 
He was one who auditioned. Yeah, they, now, they did now, whatever they did. Now that's something I would want to hear, and uh, and you have that quartet, and maybe you flesh it out with a couple of other players playing material from Lucky Town, Devils and Dust, and stuff like that. That that is phenomenal. I I just don't. Look, I don't mean to offend anyone, and and for the people who like the band, and certainly the people in the band, I apologize because this is just my personal belief. But the bottom line is, I just don't think this is the right band for him to play with. So, I would not want to see them return in that configuration. Okay, well, he had a horn section in, in twelve to fourteen. He had a bunch of backing vocalists in twelve to fourteen. So he had a lot of elements from this tour that have appeared on, on Easter. I, I get your point, and, and it was incorporated well into the 2012 tour. I think really my point is, and I, I think a lot of our listeners are going to agree, the foundation of the E Street Band serves Bruce's music much better. So even though you have some horns and some vocalists, when you mix that in with the E Street Band, I think it worked really well in 2012, 2013 for the most part. I just don't think that from a rock standpoint, it, here, here's the bottom line. The Seeger Sessions, they weren't playing rock music. And I think that most Springsteen fans, if Bruce is playing with a band and playing the songs that you're talking about, want there to be a rock feel to the show. Do you disagree with that? No, I do not. There should be a rock feel. And I thought these guys, I thought these guys rocked. I mean, they swang, they they were swinging more than they were rocking. I will grant you that, but... There was there were some rock elements there, and I and I really enjoyed those moments. Okay, we're not going to get anywhere, and this is what I was trying to avoid with the whole Seeger Sessions discussion. Fortunately, I doubt there will be another Seeger Sessions archive for a very long time, especially since we expect the series to pause next year. That is uh, true. That is true. And so this will be a good one if this, if there's not yeah. an, if there's not, if there's not another one for you know three or four years, and this is only the third in almost eight years, so. Yeah, this is a good one to kind of go out on, at least for a while. We agree on that. So with that, let's wrap it up. None but the bravest presentation of Bull Market Entertainment. We're presented by Evergreen Podcasts. If you want to reach out to us on the web, we're at nonebutthebravepodcast.com. On Twitter, we're at NBTB Podcast. So for Hal Schwartz, um, Flynn McClain saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you further on up the road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.